Hi everyone, so this is our first um, podcast that we've ever done and the first guest that we'd lined up today was Michael Crabb from Watches of Switzerland in Manchester. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I've never done one of these before and hopefully I'll do more in the future. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Watch Talk with Phoenix Watch Repairs and Friends. We are here with my first guest today who is Michael Crabb or the Crabster who works at Watches of Switzerland in Manchester. Hello, Mike. Hi, Steve. Thanks for that great introduction there, mate. <laughs> How's lockdown treating you, buddy? All right, yeah. The first few weeks I was, um, first week or two I was struggling, trying to fill me time from the morning till, till night, but I think I've just accepted now that it's all right to sit down and just watch a bit of Netflix. Ne- or... Netflix is the one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'm trying my best. I've set a rule that I don't watch any TV till at least five o'clock, but it's slowly now I'm running out. I've been watching Friday night dinner now. That's my new thing now to watch. I, I, I do want to watch that. I literally just started Vikings last night and that's pretty good. Yeah, my dad watches that. It seems a bit, I don't know, it seems too intense for me to just, I, I don't want Pro- to watch anything that. that requires me to think too hard. <laughs> I'll start from obviously from the beginning. I started at Goldsmiths in Liverpool, um, and then I recently, well, say, well, not even that recently anymore. Eight months ago, moved to Water Switzerland in Manchester. Um, it's fantastic. I mean, I've to work with the brands like that they've got: Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe, um, Jaeger, IWC. It's it's got all the brands in the world that you want to work with. So. It is good fun working there. Yeah, we well, I know you from your goldsmith times, basically, and uh, the amount of donuts that you kept dropping off into our shop, which is why we're all fat. Well, yeah, that's because uh, yeah, any stressful Saturdays, I just make any excuse to leg it to Phoenix Watch Repairs. So they just tell <laughs> Lee or Sue or, or Ian, I've just got to go around and sort of link out just so I could I could have a donut and a few minutes to myself, like. <laughs> Okay, so we have pretty much written a list of questions that we're going to go through me, and chat about what are yeah. because we're, we're both quite passionate about watches. You can actually follow Mike on Instagram, watch your Instagram page because you do post some nice watches up from uh, from your work. My official Instagram handle, Stephen, is Watch the Time UK. It was Liverpool. It was what's the time Liverpool, but obviously now I'm on a far bigger scale. I've had a big time. <laughs> um, I've changed it to what's the time UK. Like, yeah. Nice. Don't you? Some... It's just a way for a. I just it was just a way for me to document just watches that I liked originally, and then it's sort of I get a little bit of business from it, um, but it's mainly just for me just to put up how some cool watches basically that I get to see. I do follow quite a lot of stuff on Instagram like that, where mostly watches that I can't afford. Yeah, they're, yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. So, in 2019, obviously we can't count this year because we've hardly had any any of it really. Mm-hmm. Um, but what would you say last year was the best-selling brand in our showroom? It, we've done quite well. Is that every brand has done has done well, including Bauman Mercia? Um, yeah, we've we've been flying. Patek Philippe is the is the key brand. The store yeah. 
I mean, that store has hit some crazy feats and figures, and it's or a big month always comes down to a big month with Patek Philippe, and then yeah. I mean the addition of we got Odemar PK in as well the same week that I started, and that has just flown. I think we're the only that's- store in Europe that's got both brands, so it's just crazy. I was going to say that's quite a big name to uh, get in because you, I, I don't know many Audemars PK um, ads about in the even in the uh, northwest. Well, the, in the northwest, I, I'm pretty sure in the northwest there's there's none. I think yeah. and there's one. I, I think there's one in Leeds. I should know this really. Um, Boyd would kill me if yeah. I didn't know. I think one's yeah, in Leeds, and then I think the rest of them are in London. Yeah, but we are well, the only shop which has got both, so it's 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 crazy to have to have both of them. I didn't know that. That's quite a quite a cool feat. Mm, well, Manchester's got, quite, oh God. Manchester's got quite a few watch shops, though, haven't they? They've got quite a few boutiques. Yeah, I mean we're we're situated in Saint Anne's Square, which is like the jewelry and watch hub. You know, Saint Anne's Square, Saint Anne's um, Street. Um, yeah, obviously you've got everything from different ends of the spectrum. We've got Watches Switzerland, you've got DMR, you've got um, Ernest Jones and the Amiga Boutique, the Tag Heuer Boutique, Mappen and Webb with Rolex and Cartier. You've got Fraser Hart. Um, so we've got we've got everything really in that square. It is, it's quite a big scale, Manchester, especially for shopping. It's, uh, no, it's crazy. Should really be... I should really be promoting Liverpool more than Manchester in all fairness. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I mean. In what do you think would be the up-and-coming brands looking into the future? Um, I know Baselworld was cancelled and looks to be like they're not going to be having any of them looking into the future after Rolex have left and quite a few of the big brands have decided not to attend in the future. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll, I'll that, go on to something. Sorry, that that normally would give us like a key indication of what to look out for. Um, but would you say there's any sort of brands to keep an eye on in the next couple of years or so? Um, I mean, there's lots of I like watches from all ends of the, you know. In, yeah, it's not. I mean, different sides. Being, of the, you know, I, being in my industry, it's not all about the the expensive stuff. I I see everything from vintage to to expensive watches, and it's sort of like, it, it's such a, a broad range of spectrum. Like for instance, like I quite like the Braemont watches. I think they're really cool, really nice. Yeah, uh, looking Braemont's things. brilliant. Yeah, and they, they've been sort of like an up and coming brand for a while. Also, Christopher Ward are, are quite um, popular at the moment, judging from all the watch forums. Um, yeah. Christopher Ward's good. I've, I've I've been looking at getting a Christopher Ward's, but um, because the I mean the build quality of them is really really good for the and especially the price that you get them for as well. And I'd really want one just because I believe one of the guys, the three guys that found it, I, I believe one of them's from Liverpool. I'm pretty sure he is. So that I mean that's why I'd like to get one. I've um, heard that as well. Yeah, but they've only got one. There's only one place you can actually. I think it's only there's only one place you can actually see them in person. They obviously they sell online. Yeah, I can't remember. They've got one shop. It's just one boutique, and I can't remember where it is. So, I mean, there's enough people think, out there that've got. I've got them. One of my good customers who comes in, he he did buy one. And he showed me the the box 
that they all come in with the box and papers and the box quality was immense like really really smart when you opened it mm. i thought because no. sometimes when i look at some of the packaging some, that the watches come in they're just as impressive as the watches some of the packaging <laughs> yeah especially when you look at like the brands like amiga that i mean the boxes my ashes are going to go in my amiga box i'm determined <laughs> to make that happen, to happen one day it's actually that yeah. good the moon watch is quite cool with the suitcase yeah, that's. I mean, that's that sells itself. Right? I mean, millions of times. The amount of times I've brought up the Amiga box just to close the sale. If I had a pound for every time I've done that, because the box. I mean, you're buying it for the watch and the box, really as well. Yeah, it's important package. to keep them together as well, isn't it? Oh, hundred, hundred percent. Um, but I mean, you look at. I mean, Breitling. I know I'm going off subject, but I mean, Breitling don't do any um crazy boxes anymore. Don't know if you've seen no, that. Just quite basic packaging. Yeah, they've got rid of all the um, the all excess. The crazy excess. I mean, and they only came in small little boxes anyway with the the little leather. I think they just come with that leather pouch now. I think. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure because we don't sell Breitling in Manchester. Um, I remember. I remember my dad buying the emergency watch, and it came in a a really cool suitcase. Looking, it looked like a serious bit of kit. I think the only time I've actually been scared selling a watch is when I've sold that Brightland Emergency. I've sold, two, <laughs> yeah. I've sold, I've sold two, 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 I think. Um, yeah. And I remember the first time I sold it, and it was a lot to go through. For anybody who doesn't know about the Brightland Emergency, it has a um, button on the side which unscrews and pulls out, and it basically sends a signal to a helicopter to come and rescue you for a from a wherever that point is it's uh, designed for pilots to wear and there is actually a fine if you pull it out by accident um, but it's yeah. quite hard to pull out i've heard you have to really yank you've it. got to screw it like yeah um i mean if you get stuck in the ocean you, you're doomed because it's not waterproof but right let's move on to what the first watch that you ever had was and what did it mean to you? First, well, the first watch I got was a was a Casio of before the I joined the watch industry. My mum um, gave me a Casio, and I used to wear that every day. The little twenty pound plastic one. Um, and then I, I lost it. Yeah, I lost it when I went to Camp America. I put it up on the side of the of the shower, and then it fell down the back, and I never got it back ever again. Devastated. Um, but then when I worked at Goldsmiths, that's when I bought uh, Amiga Seamaster after a year of looking at it and going around the houses, looking at Tudors and Brightlings and Tags. I kept coming back to this Amiga. So then I did, I, I got it. And I do, I, yeah, I've loved it ever since, to be fair. I've always felt in the same boat, really, because I've owned quite a few watches. I think the first one I ever had was, um, I had... A Rothmans Williams F1 watch, which was oh, really nice. cheap with a blue strap on it, and it, I think it was the year that Nigel Mansell won his first oh, well, his, his title with the red red five on the front of the car. Ninety six, and I think I was only yeah, I was really young then. I think I was only like ten. I think Nigel Mansell won it with in nineteen ninety six. I think. I yeah, think. that's good. That's good F1 knowledge. Solid. I do like F1. Yes, that's always a cool watch. 
it, yeah, it's pretty cool. They're mostly affiliated with Tag Heuer because they are, well, Tag Heuer and Rolex are splattered everywhere on an F1 weekend. So have you still got your Amiga now? or Still got it. Yeah, still it's on my wrist mm-hmm. right now. I, I am, upon returning to work, I think I am going to trade it up and get the new Seamaster though. Yeah, they, they are quite smart, aren't they? I mean, I, yeah, my current, my, is that your, that's your everyday watch? Like my, I, I wear that every day. Yeah. My everyday watch is also an Amiga Planet Ocean, which tends to get hammered on Instagram um, now and again. Uh, the orange, um, aluminium bezel, um, Planet Ocean. Yeah. yeah that's, that a, from a that's a classic. I know. It's just great for everyday wear. And people still ask me for that now. Every so often, people come in to watch of Switzerland and say, can you still get it? Obviously, now they brought out a new one with a ceramic orange bezel, but it's got a white, um, a white dial. The one I've got has actually got a mark on it, which drives me mental. But it's, you know, yeah. There's pros and cons to have an aluminium. I mean, it's I like things that they patina and fade. So I'm a bit yeah. of a watch. No, I love stuff like that. They they should be worn. You can't just walk around being scared to scratch it. The exactly. Yeah. yeah. This has been that, it... worn every day, beaten up. But I mean, lucky enough, I know people that can just polish it for a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> I'm not that cheap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next question that we were going to go through was if you had unlimited money, what watch would you go for and why? Um,. God, there's so many answers to this question. Um, if I had unlimited money, I suppose I'd have I'd have to get a Paul Newman Daytona just because of that, how rare it is and what it is. But I don't think I actually particularly like like it. Yeah, the look of it. Yeah, it's not like a, I don't really like the Daytona. I think it's a woman's watch, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, and it's got no date window on it, so that would annoy me. I just I don't know. I feel I'd have to get it because I've got loads of money. But I think I'd just, I'd love to get, um, I'd just get a steel Odomar PK Royal Oak, blue dial, and I, I'd, I'd get that. Nice classic look. 700, yeah. I'd, that'd, that'd be the watch. It's just, for me, it's the best watch on the planet. Our uh, last question that we've got here is, what is your most iconic watch from cinema? Oh, 100%. It's just the... Um, it's the Amiga Seamaster, James Bond. I knew you were going to say that for some reason. J- James Bond's cool. Amiga's cool. Everything about it is brilliant. All the gadgets and stuff. Um, I mean, you obviously I think that got... must that must be the best-selling watch that from the Bond franchise that they've ever made. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, the original nineteen ninety. Oh, it was around ninety six, wasn't it? I think. 1995. It was, um, it was a blue dial. I, I they're so good. and they're they're just bomb proof, aren't they? They're just really well made watches. Yeah, I love that. I love all the, the James. I love all the facts that go with it, like uh, the watch that James. I think they were both quartz, but then the watch that Sean Bean had in it was on a rubber strap, and the watch wasn't actually out on the rubber strap then. So I love all the crazy little nerdy facts like that as well. <laughs> um, obviously you've got like Steve McQueen Monaco and things well I just yeah 
James Bond and James. I've just started doing um, work for a company called Alstar, um, mm-hmm. who actually made the watch that was worn in Jaws by one of the main characters, which oh, I think the, the company was going bust and a guy called Angus bought it, decided to keep them going and start making the watches again as like a, like a homage type of thing. Well, they're, they're really good. Um, quite a lot of cool watches about from cinema. Yeah. There's uh, loads. I mean, James Bond's worn Seiko's, he's worn Citizen, he's worn a Rolex, he's worn a Tag Heuer. Yeah. I think James Bond cleared it up, to be honest. A lot of classic watches. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I could talk about this for. I mean, you and me both could talk about stuff like this for for hours. Well, that was Phoenix Watch Repairs Limited first ever podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it, and I hope we can uh, provide many more in the future. I'm hoping to get some more guests lined up, and we'll see what we can do. But thank you for listening, and goodbye.